We ready? Ready, ready. All right. Well, that's a rock and roll. Next to clock in from Elk Grove, California. Driving car number 57, the Finley Farms, Carlton and Son. Glenn Styers Racing, Durst Incorporated, local soil, Warren's entry. Here's Kyle Larson. Lap number one for Kyle Larson. Quick time. It's a 10, 145, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10
is. I mean, we've seen San, uh, Steve Kinzer and Doug Wolfgang do it, but uh, in this day and age when the cars are so equal, it's just amazing that what he's doing. And so uh, you've all seen it. We've all talked about it. It's, uh, it's starting to get redundant, but uh, it's still amazing. Yeah, he's got to be cheating, right? Yeah, that illegal right foot is is all that he's got going on. Yeah, Jason and I were talking about this a little bit on our on our trips back and forth to Jefferson County. After all he's gone through with NASCAR, why would he come back and cheat? Yeah, it, it makes no sense. And yeah, I know sometimes people get tired of guy win, but sometimes these streaks are kind of fun to watch. It's like you, you, you I mean, feel sorry for everybody else or fans, somebody else, but when you watch a guy like that just win and win and win, it's it you're witnessing history, and that's that's what you have to recognize about it. I get frustrated with people when they go right to the illegal, he's cheating, he's cheating. Uh, hard work pays off, and not to mention talent. He's got more talent than so many people out there. And and, and right now they're just they're just going well. I mean, you go back to the uh, February, uh, they, they struggled. I mean, one night he finished like 20th. Um, things weren't going well. They, they've got things going on right now. And so just because he's winning doesn't mean he's cheating. And if he's cheating – you got to cheat a little bit more. I mean, it's no different than the guy that goes into the weight room and busts his butt every day and lifts weights and gets really big and strong, and the first person out there will tell him he's on steroids. Well, he's just working his ass off, and so they're they're they've got it going right now, and it's hard to hard to dispute what they're doing. Yeah, speaking of working their ass off, I'm going to change the subject here a little bit. Rico Abreu, Knoxville Raceway, coming back from the back of the pack and stealing it on the last lap. From your boy Brian Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Brian Brian was caught by a surprise when he was going into three. Uh, Rico, when he was running third with one lap to go, and then he he went into one and two and come out and shot down that backstretch. That was an impressive impressive lap. That was that was uh, Rico. He earned that one. That was a that was a good show. It was almost like if you haven't seen the clip, you know, check out Knoxville Raceways Facebook. They've got it on there. You see the whole pass. That car just stuck. I mean, he knew it, and he's like, "It's stuck here. I hope it sticks down here." And uh, like you said, Brian Brian Brown looked surprised because you know all of a sudden he kind of yeah. popped off to the side, and it was over from there. But it was it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, I think uh, both you and I were in shock. I mean, we were on our back way back from the races, and I was checking you know, timing and scoring and. It was underneath that red flag, and I was like, well, Rico's in last place. Then next thing I know, my phone's blowing up. Holy shit, what a race, what a race. I'm like, well, we're, what race are we talking about? Then like, Rico at Knoxville. I'm like, then I pulled up the results. I'm like, holy shit, how did he do that? Rico's had a really slow start this year, and he hasn't done a whole lot, but uh, um, he's starting to catch his groove, I think. Uh, he's got four wins this year um, and two this last weekend. So, uh, I think they've, they've stumbled on something and they've got, they've got good chemistry and they've got it figured out, but that, that was a, an impressive last lap or two. Yeah. Rico's looking great. And it's, you know, and I think when you get it, you know, with kind of this false start we had to the season and then it, it sometimes I think takes guys a little bit to just get into a groove again. And, and those guys are definitely, and the, the talent that was there doesn't go away like that so it, we're starting to see you know just how good of a driver rico really is yeah yeah for sure and uh brad that was your little uh cue to get me back from my comment yeah last week. and i was just going there so <laughs> yeah last week i was called out because uh, brian brown won his 51st 51st feature at knoxville raceway and uh, brandon called me out on that saying because i'm a huge sammy fan and he passed sammy swindell yep he's, you're wearing your Sammy well, shirt right now let's just say that 
Brian hasn't passed Sammy very much. Um, this is no discredit to Brian Brown, but Brian Brown runs there weekly for most of his career. So 51 races at Knoxville is impressive, but it's against local competition. Sammy, he come in three or four times a year and took on the locals and took on the national world of outlaws and so forth. And he earned his 50 races or 50 wins by beating the outlaws. So, um, Brian can have his 51 wins and pass Sammy, but, but we all know that Sammy's Sammy's meant more. Yeah. Definitely not taking anything away from Brian. Oh, it's, absolutely not. It's Brian's, just, uh, a, Brian's a stud. He, 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 he's a great driver there in Knoxville and, and, uh, we're just little, little uh, rubbing each other, uh, grinding each other's gears a little bit here, and, and it's all in fun. But uh, um, props to Brian. That's that's a that's an impressive career, and he's got a long ways to go yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's jump into our shout outs of the week. Uh, we ran a little bit long on the uh, the race recaps, but you know we're free for free flowing it here tonight. So uh, <laughs> just like the beer. Yep. yep. So uh, anybody got shout outs for me? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Grabowski. Uh, of course, you know, modified national champion, a terrific modified driver, a great, uh, I am say, stock car driver on top of all that. Well, he's given his hand into the sprint cars this year, picked up second place this weekend, and uh, really pre- you know, really impressed with uh, his ability to have that, uh, you know, that ability to kind of transfer the skills from one to the other. I, I think it's a pretty cool thing. I'm going to uh, shout out Chase Weiler. Uh, um, last uh, couple weeks ago, I mentioned that uh, I ran across him at I-80 Speedway and couldn't didn't recognize him. I felt bad about it because he didn't have a hat on. Well, um, last week at Knox or at Eagle Raceway, he led 20 of the la- of the 25 laps, and with five laps to go, he they caught a caution flag, and he just said he lost his rhythm and and he got. He just got messed up, and he just couldn't get his rhythm back, and so he dropped to, to fifth place by the end of the night. But uh, props to him for uh, putting on a heck of a show for the first 20 laps, and, and he did not need that caution flag. Um, keep working, bud, and you'll you'll get that win. Yeah, for sure. It sounded like he had a definitely good run out there. Um, I said it before. I'm going to pump this kid's tires. I'm doing it again. <laughs> Trey Grob. Uh Friday night, he had a little fuel pump issue. Didn't even run a lap. Uh, Saturday night, he comes back, runs really good, a little bit of overheating issue, so he pulled off. But Sunday at Caney, 22nd to 6th against the USAC boys. Not bad for, uh, for a 16-year-old kid from Lincoln, Nebraska. I, I don't know anything about his team, but it seems like he's had a lot of mechanical issues in this year. I, I mean, whether it's unforeseen circumstances or whatever, it just seems like – and you can't have those if you want to have a productive season. And, and What's up, just, Stu? Oh, Stu, drove, Stu just drove by. Yeah, Stu, Stu, Stu Snyder, Snyder lives around by. the corner from me, so. But it just seems like he has uh, a lot of mechanical issues, whether it's power steering or whatever. And so, hopefully, they get those things figured out, and then he can actually show what his true talents are. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a new team, um, not a new team per se, but Trey jumping on with that team this year, they'll they'll get it figured out. So, um, look for big things coming from him. Yeah, if you're coming up from that far with USAC, that's that's pretty impressive because you know you got a lot of the guys, the fast guys, are starting up front, and to come up from 22nd to six is is a heck of a drive. Definitely for sure. So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll jump back on with James Rowland as he uh, gives us the Eagle Raceway rundown. It's time for Thunder Relived. 
We dig deep into the USAC vault to relive the heroes of thunder from yesteryear. Relive all the thrills, spills, and greatest moments from USAC's sprint, midget, and silver crown history with a roundtable in-depth discussion from USAC's key figures past and present. Watch Thunder Relived every Thursday and Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on Flow Racing. All right, guys, welcome back. We are going to be joined with James Rowland here in just a second as he gives us the Eagle Raceway Rundown. Now it's time for the Eagle Raceway Roundup with track announcer James Rowland. James, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining us again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it sounded like it was a good night at Eagle Raceway. Um, Jason Danley uh, picked up a feature win, and we still do not have a repeat winner out there. Just talk about the night. Man, seven weeks in a row, and we've had nothing but great racing in all the classes. But just jumping right into sprint stuff, we had three big heat races, unfortunately, that had three red flags. Uh, Alex Davenport, Andrew Jackson, and Chad Cook, unfortunately, going over in their heats. All kind of individual accident breakdown type of stuff that really couldn't be avoided. Um, Come feature time, the track was rocket fast. Actually, in the B, there was, I think it was a... 13-3-11 13-3-11 by Tyler Drukey winning the B feature. Uh, tough break for Mike Boston on the first lap. He kind of got tangled up and broke some front end stuff and couldn't put it on the podium again because he's been so consistent all year long. And, I mean, you talk about a racy joint. Jason went from 14th to 1st and 5th to 1st in the last three laps. So just great racing all through the field. Yeah, place def- was a rocket ship. Yeah, definitely sound. Jason had that car hooked up. You mentioned uh, the red flags early on in the heat races. I want to make a note. Uh, Chad Cook, he did go to the hospital. Um, from all updates, he's doing okay. Just a little sore. He was scheduled to be on here and talking about his dyno program that he has going on. But we're going to get him on uh, later on. We're going to let him rest up and heal up. And uh, we wish him uh, well thoughts as he uh, recovers from uh, that accident. Yeah, absolutely. Rough deal to see. I mean, that's that's always the roughest part of my job is just kind of waiting and looking and seeing what's going on down there and not really knowing what to tell people. Yeah. Um, last week, I, I believe it was a water balloon, uh, water balloon, uh, get back at the officials night. Uh, how many balloons did you get? Um, I actually think I caught more than I got hit with. I don't know if something was going good with my eyes that night or what, but I, I just don't think they were lobbing them that hard. I, I caught a lot of hell because I'm a Cowboys fan and I let it be known over the PA. So there was people ganging up on me for that. I think but I would, I I would have thrown one at time. you, too. <laughs> oh, well, well yeah. lifelong, it's not going to change. Yeah, I'm a Skins fan, so uh, I guess uh, I'm a Washington fan. I can't say Skins anymore. I'm a Steelers fan. Yeah, we don't know what they're going to be. <laughs> Probably still losers. Oh, well, Ooh. oh, man. Yeah, that might be the case for a couple of years, but uh, it ain't American's team anymore, so uh, the Cowboys haven't done shit for a while. Uh, well, you're not. <laughs> when, have the, when have the foreskins done anything? Not a damn thing lately. <laughs> so we're, we're in the same boat, bud. <laughs> yep, exactly. Kind of like being a Husker fan, and I'm one of those too, so don't don't jump me on that next weekend. No, no, we won't. We won't. Brad actually works for the university, so he has to say good things about him. Yeah, we're oh, all good. It's coming around. <laughs> all right. So uh, it looks like next week uh, we have the junior, uh, junior Fan Club Salute Night. Uh, another big night of racing, a uh, bunch of classes of cars, the you know, Hobby Socks, Tuners, B-Mods, uh, A-Mods, and one of the Sprint Cards, obviously. So it sounds like it's going to be a good night. Unfortunately, it sounds like you're not going to be there. No, I'm actually going on my annual float trip, and that's normally one of my favorite weekends to be at Eagle because – Typically, it would be bike night giveaway, but of course, it's 2020. 
the year of nothing going right. So there's a bike shortage and we actually weren't able to do that this year. And I know that's a heartbreaker for everybody involved. So hopefully next year we can make it bigger and better. Yeah. I know they do the uh, coin grab too. Was that scheduled too? And and just because of a, the virus and b the mysterious chain shortage where, where yeah, the, the hell the money went the hell that shortage is, i don't know i don't know where it came from but i know that it's when it because it's affecting the racetrack you know it's a big deal yeah because yeah, I've, I've seen people throwing their quarters back in in the tip jars more than normal so that's good trying to help keep the coin shortage flowing and i know from working the pit gate i know that eagle we we hate ones they're just a pain in the ass but we sure are appreciating them now. Yeah, you know who likes ones, though, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't go see them without a mask anymore. No, no, not at all. So, <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like a big night of racing. Uh, <laughs> we kind of derailed here a little bit. We're going to throw yeah, well, out the red flag. That was, about as hard as, that was about as hard as Aaron Reitzel bouncing <laughs> off the wall at Port Royal last night until he finally figured out that the walls always win. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, what you've been out at Eagle Weekly this week or this year so far? So what are uh, some of the new things, uh, exciting things that you've seen going on with the racing? You know, I don't, I don't know if just the track prep has really improved that much. I know that they did a lot of work in Corner One and everything last year, trying to get rid of that giant hole. But I mean, Saturday night we saw more red flags than I think we've seen all year long, and that's a combined thing. I don't think there's been more than. I'm going to say six on a high note throughout the previous six weeks. And then last week we had three in the sprint cars. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, the three red flags in the sprint cars. So that, uh, we actually surpassed the, uh, the flips in sprint cars over the, uh, hobby stocks. Wild. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how that works? It is crazy. Hey, tell me about, uh, Chase Weiler. He, uh, he led 20 of the 25 laps. Um, what what was your take on on how it went? He he posted on Facebook that uh, he just lost his rhythm after the caution. He just couldn't get it back and get into the groove again. But uh, he must have ran a pretty heck of a, a great race the first twenty laps anyway to to put it out there and in dominating fashion up until the caution flag. Man, he's a great kid and he's really a good shoe at it. And I think it's just like he put out there, you know, just kind of ran out of it. With a couple laps to go, he drifted high, and I don't think there was anybody stopping Jason after that caution because he was just a rocket ship. Catfishing, like he always has uh, in the post-race interview, he mentioned that he's won a feature at Eagle Raceway for the last five decades, and he's not even 50 yet. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, there there was nobody stopping him, but I definitely think if that caution would have came out, I think it would have been a whole different story, and I think the Flying Zero probably would have parked it. Yeah, wow. for sure, for sure. Definitely sounded like he had a good one, which is good for. I mean, Chase is definitely a a low budget team as as far as it goes out there. So it's nice to see him get a decent run out there, and that victory is going to come one of these days, real soon. Well, and you know, kind of speaking of underdogs and stuff, we had two rookies, well, two sprint car rookies on the front stretch. Jordan Grabowski ran second, awesome run for him, and Troy Sanford, I believe, got his first podium, put it in fourth. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, good stuff coming out of the rookies. Uh, Gunner Pike looked real good until he had some motor trouble. So it's it's just been so awesome out there. You guys mentioned at the beginning that we've had a different winner every week for seven weeks and running now. And I'm I'm seriously pissed that I'm not going to be there next weekend to see who the eighth one is. So we uh, normally don't get service out there. Otherwise, I'd be on the pay per view. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was a new team debut this week uh, with the uh, Toby Chapman in the uh, the Arnts Bay number twenty X. Uh, 
how the how did he look in that team look uh, for you? You know, they had a little bit of trouble um, right off the get. The car jumped out of gear in hot laps, so I went up and checked in on him then. And uh, the heat race, I kind of missed what went on, to tell you the truth. I was kind of getting changed up for the water balloon deal. And in the B, I thought that he looked pretty good, and it just wasn't quite there for him. But I think when you put something new together, you got to have a couple weeks to really shake the bugs out of it and get ready to make that car competitive. Hey, James, you know, um, this week they got started, I think, was about an hour later. Yep, and yeah. we ran spot on. Yeah, I was curious, you know, when you get a hot day like it was and, you know, the hot, a little bit of wind and all that, and you talk about the track being rocket fast, do you think maybe, you know, starting that thing a little bit later, kind of keeping the cars off it till the sun goes down a little bit, you think that might have helped out that track a little bit? I, I kind of think that it did because that place, you know, it wasn't smooth as glass. Don't get me wrong. There was It definitely had its blemishes and holes, but. The thing was fast, and it was really racy the whole way around, every width, every corner, in every class. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, we're, I think I'm going to be back at Eagle next week, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, with that, I want to let you go. Uh, enjoy your birthday weekend, and uh, we will see you hopefully in a couple weeks. Oh, absolutely. I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Thanks again for having me, guys. Hey, go hit up Bolo Brewing Company up there in Valentine. They're, they got some good stuff there for you. All right, sure will. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, that was James Rowland with our weekly Eagle Raceway Roundup. I want to thank him for jumping on with us again. Uh, sounds like uh, a lot of parody going on in that sprint car class this year. Well, you know, Trevor Grossbacher mentioned a couple of weeks ago and that it's just, um, you know, everybody has started to get fast in that class, and now you're getting guys, you know, like Grabowski and that, who are who are finding their, you know, were fast to begin with, and now they're figuring out sprint cars, and it's it's getting to be pretty entertaining. Kind of goes back a little bit to the uh, some of the older days when the competition was pretty hot, hot and heavy out there, and it's good to see parity. It's good to see some, you know, a new winner, and it's good for the track. It's good for the racing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, why don't we shift gears a little bit? Um, there was uh, some news this past week in the racing world. Uh, we might even relive the IB race and rumor page a little bit, but. Uh, the sale of Husits is now official. Yep, it's a it's official. Todd Quaring bought Husits, and they've already booked several races. the The uh, All Stars are going to be there August second, I think it was. I think so. I think yep. they're they're going to. It's going to be the, the grand reopening of Husits Speedway. Uh, Badlands will never be um, spoken of again. I'm and, still going to call it Badlands. Oh, the hell you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's Husits and every, and they're going back to Sunday night racing. But uh, Todd's bringing back the All Stars. They're going to have 410 racing. They're going to have 305 racing, and then I forget what else. But they're going to have one or two more classes on a weekly basis in 2021. But uh, for this race, it's going to be the All Stars. Um, they're shifting all of their stuff from Jackson's Motorplex because uh, depending on who you talk to, uh, they they hosted the World of Outlaws there a couple weeks ago. And from what I understand, there was absolutely zero social distancing. There were no masks being worn. There was They were basically giving the finger to the COVID-19 situation. Um, uh, again, depending on who you talk to, um, the, either the government is shutting them down for the rest of the year or because of the amount of people that can show up at a race, uh, and and Minnesota is now going to going to uh, enforce it. Uh, Jackson decided to close down for the rest of the year, and they're going to move all events over to Houston's and run uh, Houston's with the World of Outlaws in, gosh, I remember second and third of August, September, 
anyway, they're, they're, they're going to have several events there and, and the 360 nationals are going to be moved over to Jack uh, Husets as well. So uh, depending on who you talk to, they're either forced to, to go to Husets or they're just going to Husets to try to get that off the ground and get it going. So, uh, Everybody support Houston. We all wanted it back, and now it's back. So uh, it it should be have some great events. And that was not the Knoxville three hundred and sixty Nationals. That was the Jackson three hundred and sixty Nationals. Correct. Correct. Don't want to get. I don't want to spread any uh, false news out there. <laughs> well, that's that leads me into the next point where where we talk about a little bit of rumor. Um, the the number eighteen car out of Des Moines, the KCP Racing. Uh, they they parted ways with uh, Ian Madsen last week, and they've been idle ever since. But uh, the big rumor in Knoxville last week was that uh, KCP is going to hire Gio Selzy to take over the uh, the 18 car. And if that's the case, that could be a pretty potent situation. Uh, they they got great equipment, a great team, good mechanic, and if they put Gio in there. Um, they should be able to turn that program around pretty quickly. I mean, they were they were a top end team with with Ian uh, the past couple of years. Um, obviously, just something's not clicking anymore. So maybe a driver change uh, will bring that program back up for him. And remember, that's just a rumor. But uh, it was supposed to have been announced today. But uh, uh, isn't he supposed to be driving for Guy Forbrook in the five car? Isn't that who he's been racing for a little bit this mm-hmm. year? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, so sure. that'll that'll be interesting how this all plays out. But uh, that just brings back the old memories of the IBRacing.com of, of rumors, but uh, that's that's what I heard this last weekend. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'm excited that Houston's is back. Um, I mentioned it before. I've never seen a race there. I've been up there twice. It's rained both times, so <laughs> so maybe maybe I'll finally get to see a freaking race out there. Well, back in the day, we used to run up there quite a bit when we run four tens, and it is it is a unique experience as a racer and as a fan. It's um. I always joked, I call it the Thunderdome, kind of going back to the Mad Max movies. And it's, uh, they advertise as three eights, and I, I don't know where it's three eights. Um, maybe if you walk Out in the outside, parking lot, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very tight track, black dirt, um, extremely fast, high banked. You're, you're just contained in there. And if you've seen pictures of it, one, the renovation just looks phenomenal at the place. So I'll, I'll give previous um, ownership. We're not going to say his name on this yeah, podcast, though. I, no, he, they who shall not be named. And it's, but if you go out there and you see all the new stands and, and just a towering grandstand that sits over this little track, it's it's an experience. And I, I loved racing there. It was it was so much fun. It was it's just absolutely wild. Yeah, I should rephrase it. I've actually been out there three times. Uh, one time was in the dead of winter. We were on our way up to uh, some place for hockey. And I, I had the drone with me, and this was after, you know, the guy, we won't say his name, shut it down. But I, I flew the drone over there, and, you know, I was kind of doing a little series of uh, defunct racetracks, per se. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see the renovations going or that were completed, and, man, that place looks amazing. I, I had the luxury of going kind of before and after um, when – when it was owned uh, before Chuck, uh, we had... Hey, hey, you said his name. We'll I, didn't, I didn't we'll, say his full name. We'll have to bleep that. <laughs> That's the only censorship on this thing. I watched <laughs> I watched the race, and it was a great facility and so forth. But uh, then uh, just a couple weeks before they shut down, I was over there, and, and uh, the renovations were great. However, there's rails 
in the stands that need to be taken down because it obstructs the view of, of the fans. Um, so I'm sure Todd will take care of some of that, but, uh, I knew the right person and I got up in the suites and, and the racing was unbelievable. The, uh, it was, it was a great night. And so I cannot wait for Houston to get back. It's a three hour drive from Lincoln. I, I plan on hitting that track a, a lot more often, uh, than I have in the past. Cause, uh, it, I, I'm excited for the, for, for the whole thing. Todd does a great job. I don't know if Doug Johnson's going to be coming from Jackson to help out with Houston or what, but uh, uh, to going back to your size, because um, um, size matters. Um, That's what she said. Todd Hoffman, he he was on Twitter this last week, and he he got on there and said that the inside is a quarter and outside the fence is three eighths. So uh, um, uh, it's not a three eighths track at all. It's it's a quarter and and uh, but they measured from the inside and it's amazing because there's a wall on the inside and the outside. Yeah. There's tight quarters all around. And I shot photos there one night and I was scared even standing behind a wall because there was nowhere to go if a car came at you. It was such tight quarters. But, man, the show that they put on, it, it's it's amazing what they can do, and I can't wait to get that going again. Yeah, I think one time we um, when the Rubens still had it, the inside was uh, like concrete highway barriers, and they weren't – they moved. <laughs> and so every once in a while you could lean on that wall. If you're sitting on that wall watching the races and you feel a guy start bumping, and I think um, – Oh, I'm trying to think who it was. One of the guys up from Sioux Falls, Minnesota area, he was regular. I think it was Marlon Jones, got that wheel up there. <laughs> and while people were standing up there, and you just see people just kind of looking, and then just all he did was lean back. And then the thing came up and over, and off he went again. So it's 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 quite an exciting place. Yeah, you meant, it's funny you mentioned that it was the uh, jersey barriers, per se, on the infield. The only time I've been really scared when shooting photos was I was at I-90 in Hartford, it was an ASCS national show, Darren Pittman, and I was leaning against that jersey barrier, and he hit that thing, and it pushed me back probably about six inches. Scared the crap no out kidding. of me. Yeah. That's the only time I've been extremely scared, other than when there's like tuners or hobby stocks. <laughs> and even, even when they're running down there, they would almost kind of climb it up a little bit, run that you know left ear up against there. So you could sit on that wall, and you'd feel it kind of just push on you when they were coming up in there. So it's obviously that's been improved, and if they've – you know, whatever they've done with Jackson, if they, you know, get Houston's going, it's going to be a fantastic. So the bottom line is support Jackson. They're going to need your help. And, and they are hiring people, too. They need a lot of a lot of help to get this next race going. Yeah, I saw I saw that uh, they had a Facebook post saying they need, like, concession workers, um, ticket takers. Security. Security. People, tow truck drivers. Tow so truck driver. If you drive a tow truck and you're out in the Sioux Falls area, man. Hopefully you're not very busy. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you'll have a gig on Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any any other news, or are we kind of? Well, one one thing we didn't talk about in our results type section was uh, off road speedway in Norfolk had a race. No, that's and... right. They had uh, it wasn't an official uh, Midwest. Uh, I can't. Sorry, non wing race. Yeah, sorry, Terry Richards. I am butchering your name of your series right now. I know you had a hard time getting it going, but it was an unofficial race for that uh series like the midwest, midwest non-wing sprints it's right. yeah they like they were had uh representatives from five different states uh, a guy Todd Todd McVeigh won it he came up from uh um Green Valley Speedway or I'm sorry Green Valley Missouri which is in Valley Speedway but he passed Kansas City and drove up here and he took the win and it sounds like it was a pretty good race i i didn't see any highlights but i saw some uh um facebook posts about it and 
for for a, a five state representation at a small track in Norfolk, Nebraska. That's pretty impressive. So, uh, uh, props to Todd McVeigh for winning that, and I hope uh, I hope things just keep building for that program. You know, it's a good thing as as you know, as sprint car fans. I think we have to really take you know take a step back, and especially this year. We're pretty spoiled around here right now. I mean, you've got between, you know, Crawford County running 305s, you know, Midwest, you know, the wingless sprints coming up here, what we're getting at Eagle, what we're getting just in US 36 running around the area. There is a lot of great sprint car racing out there, and it's, I think we're, um, you know, it's good. It's it's a great thing, because I could tell you about four or five years ago, I was wondering what was going to be left other than Eagle. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you brought that up that, you know, Four or five years ago is a little bit longer than that, but the, the Nebraska 360, yeah. 360 series stepped up. They've been hurting for a car count, uh, in the, you know, a while ago. And we, you know, you and I had both speculated we didn't know how long that series was going to be around. But uh, Dennis Parker, I mean, he kept his head down and you know forged through and is putting on a great show with those guys. Yeah, I think, I think that uh, what you guys said is actually uh, absolutely true. Uh, our three hundred and sixty division is is struggling a little bit and uh we need to work hand in hand with the msts tour out of out of south dakota and co-sanctioned races because they're in the same boat they have 10 12 15 cars we have 10 or 12 15 cars and i think we just need to work together and 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 from my understanding is there's not a lot of uh, cohesion there with with both organizations and so Whatever the the beef is, we need to get it together and and uh, and and work together so we can ha- keep these three sixties alive. Because you guys have been paying attention to this show long enough, you know my feelings about three sixties versus three hundred fives, and um, I I still want to support those three sixties as long as I can. Come to the dark side, Brad. Come to the dark side. Not right now. <laughs> you know I'm sympathetic too. I mean I was around for you know and Brad you know for the start of the 360. You know whatever what became the 360s at Midwest Speedway. You know when we were just kind of it was a, it was a very grab stuff out of the you know from behind the garage there run what you brung sort of thing uh, required to be wingless spring front you know. And it eventually morphed into the 360s, and I will forever say that the 360 started at Midwest Speedway in Lincoln, Nebraska. But it's so Walmart. I, That's yeah, a fact. Walmart. <laughs> um, but it's it's one of those things that you know I I have a soft spot for. That's where I grew up. You know, I grew up around all every that. Sunday night. Yeah, you know Sunday nights, and then you know later you know Eagle, you know starting in '84 and going on from there. So it's it's a big part of my life. So I feel you know an emotional attachment to it. Um, I understand why, you know, Eagle did what they did. And, you know, you can tell by the car count. It, it made sense. It worked for them. But it's uh, my biggest beef with 360s is cost. I mean, it's just, a, I think it's a ridiculous amount of money put in there. And I, uh, you know, I'm going to point fingers at a certain sanctioning body that everybody seems to uh, stick the rules on and when they won't stick the rules on themselves. <clears throat> ASCS, you can say it. Yeah, there. Yeah, that, that's, there's no question. Um, I'm I'm Sweden here. I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> the, the cost of 360s is lose. absurd. Um, and but I mean, if 
if you can't afford to do it, you better not do it. But uh, they, they're, I, I just hope that these cars keep coming and, and fans keep coming. Fans need to support the tracks that run the 360 shows. The IED Speedway and the Kaziskis have worked their butt off to try to promote the 360s. And if it, I don't, I truly believe that if it wasn't for IED Speedway, I don't know that they'd even be alive anymore because they host no. six races a year. And if it's not with, if we don't have those six races, the the 360s probably aren't even around anymore. So. Um, hats off to the Kaczynski's for trying to keep this alive. And uh, they put on a great show out there. And uh, we got the uh, um, Bob – is it Bob Parker? Bobby Parker. Uh, yeah, the Bobby I, Parker Memorial Race coming up. I and, apologize, uh, Dennis, but the Bobby Parker Memorial is coming up at the end of this month. And uh, it's uh, it should be a great race. They got a great purse. We should have some good cars 2000 there. 2,000 to win, I think. Yeah, 2,000. to start. Yeah, something like that. 2,000, 2,500, something in that Maybe range. more than that. And something yeah. in that range to win. I know it's 400 to start. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys who put yeah. a lot of money into this. And hopefully um, hopefully they'll be rewarded with a good car count. Yeah, hopefully there's nothing, no other 360 races in competition. And we'll get some South Dakota guys to come down and, and race and see if Lee Gross can defend his uh, last win there. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm excited for that. And if you have, you know, if anybody out there hasn't seen a 360 race, if you kind of just, you know, an Eagle eagle homeboy in that you know go out there and check it out it's it is next level there you know and i i like the 305s there is a difference and it, and you will see it you know as soon as they hit the gas you will see it yeah there's definitely there th- yeah there's definitely a difference i'm i mentioned to you that i've been uh it's not to trash the 305 no 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 i mean i'm i'm thankful for the 305 because yep. it's keeping sprint car racing alive here yep. in nebraska but i was converting old vhs tapes that you know home videos that i shot of out in Eagle, you know, me being drunk in the stands and whatnot. But back in the day, man, there was just something about that 360 whipping around that place that was pretty badass. And it was it was just a great it was a great environment for him. You know, that's, I'm still a big fan of the short track, the bull ring over any other, and especially for sprint cars. And it's the 360s on there. They get going. It's it's quite the sight to see. So if you get out, if you get a chance to, you know, wonder what to do, want to try something different, definitely hit 360 race. And if you could hit that Bobby Parker Memorial, that would be a good thing for everybody involved. Yeah, the Kaczynski's put on a hell of a show. And, I mean, even their weekly show is great. And so, I mean, you'll get your sprint cars, um, you'll get modifies, but you'll also get late models. And late models are pretty fucking badass. People frown on five or six classes in one night, but um, Eagle and I, I-80 haven't figured out. I mean, there is no downtime. I mean, they get all these cars through and they get the races through and, and you're usually out of there by 10, 10 30 every night. So uh, I don't mind the five or six classes because you, you are out of there at a decent time and you can be home. And I've heard, you know, I've heard Joe Kaziski on the radio at times. I mean, people are lagging. Uh, he, he takes no prisoners. He will start putting stuff out there. Guys not ready to go. They're done. And so you got to hand it to them. They, they, they also understand, you know, I, and I don't, I'm not going to call it a big city mentality, but they understand the entertainment aspect and they, they just do a fantastic job. And to them, you know, this isn't, and I, I don't like the whole sprint car track late model guy. No, no they're race, race guys. Yeah. They are race guys and they don't care what's racing. They're going to put on a good show with whatever's out there running. Yeah. Um, Brad, do you have that uh, points or the yeah, purse pulled up? The Bobby Parker Memorial is July 31st at uh, ID Speedway. Winner gets 2,500. Um, 13th through 20th gets 600 to, to start. So uh, for 360s, that's a that's a pretty dang good um, purse. Yeah, for sure, especially around here. So, I mean, hats off to everybody who's helped with that program. And uh, like I said, hope they get a good car count. 
Absolutely. They need it. They need it. And it'd be good to see. I, I don't want 360 racing to go away. No, and I'm, I'm going to plug uh, I-80 real quick. Um, They have their big race, the Silver Dollar Nationals, this oh, weekend. Yeah. So Yeah. If you want to see some badass late models, the Lucas Oil late model series is rolling in. Uh, These are absolutely some of the best late model guys in the country. For sure. So. And then the UST, USTMS modifieds are rolling into, and for modifieds, they're badass too. Yeah, it's this is the best of the best. And so when you're going to go out there and see, you know, some of the stars of the Lucas Oil series, and I, I think they'll, the, I think that's probably a top late. I know there's others, but I think I really think Lucas. Late models are, are probably the top late mile series in the country. Yeah, definitely. And with that, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with our guest, Big Daddy Chris Wyndham. Four white flag is out, last lap. Four contact here in the front straightaway. Big Daddy throws a slider on Kofoid. He will try and shut the door down the backstretch. Wyndham goes low. Kofoid goes up high. And off turn number four, Chris Wyndham will win here tonight at Jefferson County. Well, boys, it was bound to happen one of these times. We just got big-timed. Uh, unfortunately, Chris Wyndham is not going to phone the, pro- phone the program tonight. Uh, I mean, I can't say I blame him because we're just a shitty local podcast. But, well, uh, I think it's more that cell reception in Oklahoma is pretty bad. So, uh, Well, yeah, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt here. But, uh, Chris, if you're listening... We'd love to have you on. A case of Nas would uh, solve all the problems. So. Yep, yeah, there yep. you go. Now, nah, I, I mean, guys are busy. They're traveling. You know, it's it's a pretty pretty hard week going up. You know, for those guys. Yeah, week, I mean, so. the Midwest midget. They got a lot going on. Yeah, the Midwest midget madness week. Uh, I mean, it continues. They're at Red Dirt uh, Raceway in Meeker, Oklahoma, tomorrow night. You want to catch that race? Uh, it's going to be on Flow. Um, hopefully, they have a little bit better reception than they did last night. Uh, I knew they had some issues with the. With a dial-up internet there in Kansas, uh, so and uh, Flow is making another move. They bought a drag racing uh, series, I think, an online drag racing service. So I have a feeling uh, that Flow Racing subscription is going to keep paying off. Well, van- fans, <laughs> thanks for uh, view- uh, listening in on today. We had a good time doing this. Uh, probably lasted a little bit longer than it needed to, but uh, uh, it-, it was a good good podcast. And we were hoping to get Chris Wyndham, but hey, uh, he's a he's a working man, and when we we were unable to connect with him, so maybe next time. And I want to send a big thank you to Mr. Brad Brown for for the uh, the jabs we get him when he ain't here. He treats us like kings when we are here. Delicious beer, good times, great stories. So. Well, what are you what What are you guys drinking tonight? Well, I will say this uh, blonde that you made is fucking killer. Oh man. my my bodacious blonde. Hey, big titty blondes, I like them. Yep. <laughs> I'm doing the uh, Pittman Pale Ale. Yeah, Darren, Darren Pittman, man. If you want to come on too and try some beers, uh, when you roll into town, um, next time you're here in Nebraska, by all means. With that, I think it's time to call it a night it, and fill up do. our glasses. Yep, we will check you all on the flip side. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm.